You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to go back down to the land of hashtag eat clean and talk about all the toxins that they put in our food to get us sick. Remember, there is a financial motivation or incentive for these these big businesses to get us sick. Because if we are healthy, there's no money to be made from us from big pharma and later on from big hospitals. So they want us in this this chronic perpetual state of chronic illness. So high blood pressure, pre-diabetic or diabetic, high cholesterol, arthritis, uh, because they can make money off of us. Now, I know this is a cynical view, but it's a true view in my opinion. So look, big food's job is to start us very young with all the processed foods, with the preservative-laden injected foods, and today we're going to talk a little about that, with food dyes, with monosodium glutamate, with the plastics, and all of this over-caloried, over-floured, over-sugared, processed crap leads to vitamin deficiency, deficiencies later on in, 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 our, in our diet, which then leads to maladies, right? So then we get a malady like hypertension, high cholesterol, maybe even a vitamin deficiency. And then who's, who sweeps in? Who's going to sweep in to save the day? Oh, Big Pharma, we'll give you a drug for your high cholesterol. We'll give you a drug for your diabetes, even though we have that video how you can remedy type 2 diabetes in six months if you radically change your diet, but most people won't. And then, of course, now you're going to be on this drug. Think of, it, think of the mental health ones. Think of antidepressants. Perfect example, your dog dies. You want to take an antidepressant for like a month. Then you're, you're risking all the side effects, include suicidal ideation, weight gain, anxiety, sexual dysfunction. And then when you want to get off of them, the withdrawal is so strong that the withdrawal is worse than the side effects. And then you might stay on Lexapro or, 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 or uh, Prozac forever. And then you got the benzos like Xanax and Ativan and, and, and Cytalopram and, and clonopin, all these drugs, the roofies, right? Those are part of benzos. They're just as bad. They're habit-forming and highly addictive. I know at least two people, two people that are hooked on uh, the benzos, like like uh, Ativan and Xanax, that they have to get them illegally from out of the country. So don't go down that road. Anyway, today we're going to talk about processed meat, a good Primer or post watch for this would be number 158 government plans to tax red meat. And then episode 197 eating meat four times a week increases cancer risk, which we're going to echo today. And then two episodes previous, we talked about the toxins in Subway, which is the biggest scam of all fast food of all time. So today, two hot dogs or four pieces of bacon a week, a week, raise your risk of heart disease and death these happy stories sorry steak lovers but you could stick a fork in that study that said you can continue eating red meat a new analysis of almost 30,000 people 
published in JAMA Internal Medicine. Remember, JAMA and Lancet are the biggest, most prestigious journals in the world. Now, that's not really saying much because big medicine is in big medical journals, largely been bit out, but the, the NWO. And, and so, I mean, they do have an agenda, but either way, in terms of journals, this is pretty, they're pretty big, 30,000. New study suggests that eating two servings of red meat and processed meat each week is in fact significantly associated with death and heart disease. Significantly. Researchers from Northwestern Medicine and Cornell University pulled a large diverse sample of 29,682 participants from six cohorts. The subjects self-reported a long list of what they ate for the previous month or year, and they were followed up for up to three decades. A long longitudinal study. People who ate two servings of red meat, processed meat, or poultry each week. Two servings each week. How many of you are eating two servings a day? <laughs> right? Um, I'm going to go over to Taco Bell. I'm going to go to McDonald's for lunch. And then you go home and you might have meatloaf. We're linked with a 3 to 7% higher risk of cardiovascular disease. One serving of processed meat consisted of two slices of bacon, two small sausages, or one hot dog while one serving of unprocessed meat was four ounces of red meat or poultry. People who ate two servings of red meat or processed meat a week, but not poultry or fish, were linked with a 3% higher risk of all causes of death, all-cause mortality. Now, I, I do have an episode around episode 100 that talks about how spending 20 minutes in a dry sauna or infrared sauna four times a week cuts your all-cause mortality by 67%. So, hey, if you're going to keep eating the meat, at least go, go, go in the saunas. People who ate two servings of poultry per week saw a 4% higher risk of cardiovascular disease, but there was no association between poultry and a higher risk of death. I guess that's good. The researchers mused that the heart disease risk could be related to the way the chicken was prepared or whether the person ate the skin, which could be fatty. <laughs> the chicken was prepared. Do you mean how it's injected with growth hormones and antibiotics? which then those growth hormones and antibiotics get into us and it can cause weight gain in children. Go to those studies I did. Can antibiotics make you fat? I have a couple episodes on that. Because remember, most of us aren't taking antibiotics, which if you don't know, are very deleterious and pernicious to your microbiome and your gut. It's like two years it takes for your microbiome to regrow, but also it makes you fat, especially if you're a child. So most of the antibiotics we're getting are, in fact, you know, some of us take antibiotics for sinus infections, skin infections, throat infections. But a lot of us, even if you haven't taken an antibiotic in years, and I haven't taken one in, I don't know, 25 years probably, you're still getting antibiotics from the food. That's the problem because all of our conventional meat is shot up with crap. There was no association between eating fish and heart disease or death. Well, okay, then well, I guess you know what we have to eat all the time. Fried fish, right? <laughs> Why is it that we go every time we go to a, a fish place? First of all, you notice two things about fish places. They're expensive. They're expensive. And then it's almost always fried. Like down here in Texas, we have Papado's or Sea Island, you know, these, these places. You go there, 95% of the menu's fried. Fried. Because people like the taste. It's the South. You know, people like fried foods down here. All those trans fats. The trans fats kill you faster than what we're talking about today. This is why the Deep South has the, the shortest life expectancy, All the, especially the African-Americans. African-Americans who live in the South, they have the shortest life expectancy because they like to eat a lot of fried foods. And plus, there's certain diseases that are very specific to the African-American population. So if you want to eat um, fish, like salmon, it can be pretty expensive at restaurants. That's why you can always you know, 
eat it at home. But even getting like two fillets of salmon, like at my grocery store, are probably like $10, where you can get meat for dirt cheap. But remember, think long term. Prevention of disease is infinitely cheaper than the treatment of it. Think of cancer with chemo drugs costing two, three thousand dollars a month. Yet a controversial meta-analysis by an international group of nutritionists and health researchers published last fall confused many consumers by arguing that the increased health risks from eating red and processed meats were too small and uncertain for steak, burger, and bacon lovers to cut back. It recommended that adults, quote, continue current unprocessed red meat and processed meat consumption. Well, you know, you know that if you went and looked at the panel of this international group of nutritionists and health researchers, they would all have connections to big business, big pharma, big meat, Cargill, and all these other places. In fact, a larger body of research recommends that people indulge their inner carnivore in moderation. A 2010 Harvard study linked eating processed meats to greater heart disease and diabetes risks, while the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer, the IARC, named processed meat a carcinogen, in 2015, announcing it had found sufficient evidence that its consumption caused colorectal cancer. And we talk about that over in episode 197. Now, the IARC is the agency responsible for, amongst other things, labeling or identifying things as class 1, meaning it's definitely a carcinogen. Class 2 is a possible, 2A is a possible carcinogen. 2B is a kind of possible, but not for sure certain carcinogen. And we have an episode of probably somewhere in the 100s where we list off 40 class one carcinogens that are in your house right now. And if you go to Naturopathic Earth, the website, we have a couple articles where we list them off. Of course, like smoking is one of them, alcohol drinking. Yes, alcohol drinking causes cancer. It's ethanol. It's a poison. What's more, the IARC, the IARC has said that eating red meat is probably carcinogenic to humans based on links to colorectal, pancreatic, and prostate cancers. Well, a 2017 report found processed meat and red meat, among several other risk factors, to be a cause of colorectal cancer. And a study published last summer warned that eating large quantities of white meat like chicken could raise your cholesterol as much as eating red meat like beef. Yeah, so 2017 uh, is when that Big Time magazine report came out. That's, I think, when a lot of people started noticing the, the problems with red meat and processed meat in particular and how it led to colorectal cancer. And colorectal cancer is horrible because if you don't catch it ahead of time, they're going to have to, well, you could die if it metastasizes, but it, it, let's say they, they, they localize it to the colon. They can cut it out, and then how are you going to defecate? Now they got to reattach your colon to your skin, and you have to poop out of a colostomy bag, which is not pleasant. Pancreatic cancer, the other one mentioned here, of course, has the highest fatality rates, like 95% fatal after five years. Patrick Swayze, Steve Jobs, these guys died of it. It's horrible. Prostate cancer, well, I mean, yeah, you could have that removed, but then you can never ejaculate or, or have sexual uh, functions ever again. So, guys, especially you men, uh, stay away from the burgers. There are plenty of limitations in the study published this week, however, such as the fact that people self-reported what they remembered eating. Also, subjects weren't asked how their food was prepared, and fried chicken will have more unhealthy trans fats than a bird slow-roasted in an oven with vegetables, for example. Yeah, so we have an episode probably around the, in the 50s about how overcooking your meat is increases the chances of, of you getting cancer because it releases these uh, heterocyclic amines and, and all these compounds. So when you're eating red meat, you need to ask for it to be medium-rare or no more than medium. 
So what do the study authors recommend piling on your plate? Quote, fish, seafood, and plant-based sources of protein such as nuts and legumes, including beans and peas, are excellent alternatives to meat and are under-consumed in the U.S., says Linda Van Horn, lead author. Okay, so look, fish is great, but don't fry it because it's trans fats. Nuts are great. You know, we have studies, we have, I'm sorry, episodes on soaking your nuts, and I eat nuts every day. The problem with the nuts, though, unless you're eating raw nuts, is they have, they're roasted in industrial-grade vegetable oil, which is directly linked to heart disease. And this is the problem with chips, for example, as well. Anything fried has industrial-grade vegetable oils in it. So nuts are important to eat in legumes, because a lot of the things that we think are nuts are actually legumes, like cashews, peanuts. Uh, but try to eat them raw if you can. And people don't like them raw because they don't taste as good, but you got to do that. Also, they're, they're loaded with anti-nutrients. Go to the episode we did on soaking the nuts, which I think is probably around episode 20. Soak your nuts and then put them in a dehydrator. But certainly, plant-based, right? You want to eat a lot of vegetables, that's no doubt. Preferably ones that aren't on the EWG's list of the dirty dozen. Go to episode 10 or 11. You can see which are the most pesticide-laden foods. So, I mean, what you're really gathering here is our food is replete, filled with a lot of toxins, a lot of toxins. And if you can't afford it, you got to buy your stuff organic or go to farmer's markets because everything is shot up with crap. Everything is shot up with crap. Our food is tainted. And you could say, now the EU's food isn't nearly as tainted. I guess the Europeans love their people more than America. But our food is tainted. And this, of course, is going to be linked to our health problems and obesity. Indeed. And so talking about what she thinks we should eat, fish and, and, and vegetables and nuts. Indeed, a panel of 28 health professionals recently named the Mediterranean diet the world's best eating plan for weight loss, preventing heart disease and diabetes, as well as being nutritionally complete. And it follows many of these nutritional guidelines. The Mediterranean diet focuses on cooking with olive oil, rich and healthy omega-3 fatty acids, and consuming fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and lead proteins like fish and chicken, and just the occasional piece of red meat. Hey, why don't you just move to India, right? They don't, they don't eat the cow over there. <laughs> just, just go over there. You're going to be eating a lot of uh, lentils, right? Chicken tikka masala and get some paj, paj, uh, saj paneer, sag paneer, like that spinach. Oh, my God, that stuff's so good. Such diet and health concerns help fuel the growth of plant-based meat alternatives like those from Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods, which have brought their meat-like vegetarian patties to fast food joints like Burger King. I have not tried those burgers yet because I don't have a Burger King near me. And Nestle is also flipping plant-based awesome burgers, while Tyson, commonly associated with such things as hot dogs, chicken nuggets, and I should add, uh, raping their illegal aliens and their, their plants, is rolling out a vegan protein. The Tyson, man, they've been caught doing some nasty stuff. So what they'll do is they'll have the, they'll, they'll, you know, they're mostly in North Carolina. They'll go down and, and, get, and, and, and drive these trucks down to the border, and then they'll promise these guys who want to get across the border, or they'll get them right after they've crossed the border. The Coyotes have taken them across the border. And they're like, hey, we'll get you a job. We don't promise to the American dream. And then they throw like 50 of them in the back of a pickup or the back of an 18-wheeler. They smuggle them to their plant, and then in their plant, they essentially get paid nothing. They lose a finger in, in the processing of these chickens. Oh, well. And then there's reports, of course, of sexual assault, because anytime there's a power differential with, with people who can't really report what you're doing because they're illegal and they want to stay in America, there's major problems. So Tyson, not good people. 
But despite the rise in plant-based alternatives and poultry consumption and a dip in buying and eating unprocessed red meat, researchers know that Americans are still eating as much processed food as they did two decades ago, particularly deadly meat, sausage, hot dogs, ham, and bacon. And because of that, you can't complain in 20 years when you have a colostomy bag and you die of pancreatic cancer. Okay, we have to be accountable for what we eat. All right, takeaways. Eat a paleo diet. If God didn't make it, don't eat it. If you don't know what the paleo diet is, go to my website. There's like 150 recipes that are paleo aligned. But essentially, God didn't make it, don't eat it. So nothing in the middle aisles. I know we like those things, but of course, they're all made of three toxic ingredients. Go to that episode. The three toxic ingredients that are found in 90% of processed foods. So your chips and your goldfish and your cereals and your donuts and your muffins, what do they all have? They're going to have GMO vegetable oil, like canola oil, flour, right? Gluten problems and sugar, right? Directly linked to every disease in the world. So you need to eat things that God created naturally. So what is that? Fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, a little, little sprinkling of high percentage dark chocolate, and then with the meats, yeah, eat a lot of fish, pref- preferably not fried, and then limit your consumption of the red meats. And certainly, certainly stay away from processed meats, guys. These are indubitably linked to cancer. Hot dogs, bacon. Now, you can make your own bacon so it doesn't have the sodium nitrate and sodium nitrates, which are the true carcinogens. But it's I would just stay away from all of them. Deli meat, right? Subway's a joke. Yes, I love a Rubens here and there is just like you guys, but we need to eat better because nobody cares about your health but you. And certainly you are the guardian of your of your kids' health and you want you want them to eat right so they can live a long time. So you're forewarned is forearmed. You know better. You know what you need to do so stay away from this crappy food. All right, guys, as always, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles that we have over there. If you like what we, we talk about here, even though it's really downing you there's a lot of ways to support us Uh, go to naturopathic earth and click on the the top left under the tabs click on articles and then food recipes and then you'll see there's a bunch of amazon links on each recipe click on that to get to amazon and then anything you buy on amazon anything you can buy a dress we get a two percent commission at no expense to you as long as you buy it within 24 hours through our link you can donate money through our paypal link as well, if you're listening to this and you go to the episode notes and there's nothing there, because I'm always like two episodes behind, just go back a couple episodes and you'll see the episode notes and you can click from there. You can also buy my two books, Confessions of an Obese Child. If you're new to the, the episodes, I was a morbidly overweight child and I lost it and I've kept it off for 25 something years. So Confessions of an Obese Child talks about what it was like growing up fat and traumatized and bullied. And then Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, the second book, talks about how I lost the weight and I've kept it off for 25-something years. If you want some one-on-one counseling about weight loss and weight management, contact me through the, the Clarity FM link. And those are the main ways to help us out. Now we have three podcasts. We have Holistic Health News, which is the flagship we have the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We just did an episode on dill weed. We've been doing one or two a week since May. Back in May, I think we had eight episodes. My ex-fiance, Kate, did the first four. So if you listen, if you go to the Essential Oils on Herbal Apothecary, Lavender, Lemon, and Mint, and Frankincense are done by her. She did a great job, great voice. But then we broke up, and so she didn't want to do it anymore. So it was on hiatus for a little while. And then I came back in May and I've rolled out like 40 episodes straight of those oils. 
So we're now we're on like the class two, the class B tier of oils, like uh, you know, like celery seed and carrot seed. But hey, I'm still plowing ahead. And then we have confessions of an obese child, where we talk about all things about eating addictions, early childhood trauma, coping mechanisms, post weight loss issues, and so forth. So please subscribe to all three and post an honest review. And until next time, take care. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.